Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep, trouble getting to sleep. Welcome. You're, you're, I believe, I hope you're in the right places to sleep with me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Uh, tonight it's our uh, ongoing fairy tale after the glass slipper. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. And when you say, what, what, what's the rest? What's going on here? I'm sorry, did you say something? It sound, you sound like a lunatic. Oh, well, I am. Thank you, sir. Uh, but what we're going to do here is I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside. Whatever's got you up at night, if it's something you're worried about, something you're concerned about, just got some news or something's not going your way, whatever's racing through your brain, you can't get a comfortable position, you can't just unwind. I'm going to tell you a bedtime story, and all you got to do is listen. I'm going to try to distract you from whatever's running through your brain. You can just listen to my voice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be as lulling and, and soothing and kind of boring and dull as possible, but just interesting enough to keep your attention. But at some point, you'll be like, well, this, is not, this ain't bad. Uh, and then you'll drift off into dreamland. That's the goal here. Uh, it's just to help you fall asleep, distract you so you can't think about, so you don't have to think about all the other stuff going on. Uh, just give it a try. That's it. You listen. I'm like your buddy. I'm on call. Well, I'm not technically on call. I'm on podcast apps and stuff. But uh, you call me in. I'll be I'll be there to give you the lulls. You know, story, it'll be there. And if, if you want to listen to the story, it's here for you, too. That's it. I want to help you fall asleep. I hope it works for you. If it doesn't, give there's plenty of other stuff out there to try. Well, ask, give it give it two or three times. See if it see if it helps. All right. We're on the web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older after the glass episodes, after the glass slipper episodes at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash glass slipper. If you want to get a hold of me, you can get me on Twitter at dear scooter. You can. Get us on Facebook, and I put up uh, bloopers there. I uh, just had an epic blooper session, so hopefully that'll be edited and out on the day after this episode comes out. Uh, well, it might be. It might be out on Friday. What day is it? Say Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know. Friday. Sometimes it's, it was it was lunacy. Um, also, try to post sleep related articles or retweet them. Uh, you can comment on the website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. I think that's it. Let's move on to the thank yous. How's that sound? All right, thank yous. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson over at soundslikeanearful.com who does our music. Scotty and Jennifer did our art. Lord and the lady. we we got to get back to the Lord in a second, though. He, he we, I talked to him this week. D. Frenestrator gave us an iTunes review. I'm going to thank him right up front. Sounds like he must be feeling better, so that's good. Uh, Silvertone has been highly active. Uh, there's many. I got. I got. We got so many people to thank, though, and we got a couple business. Uh, we got a couple uh, other items. I want to thank Ashton, uh, Lab, and Annie for commenting on the website. I want to thank Kayla, Michaela, old my old sailboat buddy, sailboat scream. Give me a shout out this week. One of our. Uh, very first people I had a pleasure interacting with. I want to thank uh, when the podcast, you know, back in the day, which wasn't that long ago. I want to thank Libby. I want to thank Izzy, Android AI. 
uh, Babs, Misconduct, Justin D, Dave H, Dustin, Tyler, uh, Cheryl, Joseph, who we have another point of order with, Kana, he just dropped, I think that's what you do with a rap, he dropped a rap on me, like literally an hour and a half ago, it was great. So keep an eye out for that. I'll I'll try to share it in the show notes. It's already on Twitter, and I'll try to get up on Facebook. Uh, hilarious. A little bit weird for me to hear my voice, and then he did this, like, um, a real funny slideshow. Lots of cats in there, and there's even, like, uh, closed captioning. But I want to thank God. I made my night. Oh, a couple points of order. John... Uh, uh, Joseph brought it to my attention that he's like, hey, I'm going to go on Amazon and buy some stuff. What's the Amazon link? And it brings it up. I might as well put out there, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. If you do any shopping on Amazon, use that link. Podcast gets a little bit of money. I can't remember what percentage it is or even how it works, uh, honestly. It, but it'll help the podcast. I'll, so if you guys are like, hey, if you're going to buy something on Amazon anyway, go on there. And I've been testing out sleep phones, so I'll be putting a link, a specific link to sleep phones. It'll be sleepwithmepodcast.com sleep phones, and that should take you right to Amazon to buy those. Hopefully, I'll get it done. Um, but I don't know if it'll be done right away. Just go through the regular Amazon link. Okay, so yeah, if you want to support this show by using the Amazon link, that would be great. And then the Lord said to me, hey— we had a nice little conversation online about life and, and, and weather and stuff. But he said, hey, you know, I fall asleep pretty fast now. The lady falls asleep almost as fast. He says, I get up, I wonder how Scooter and Drew and everybody are doing. And she tries to fill me in. But then he's like, you know, it works good for her too, the lady. This is the Lord and lady I'm talking about. So he said, I miss you, buddy. You know, well, that He didn't actually say that. I, I read between the lines. But he said, you know, I miss you. And uh, and I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know how much. But, but I was thinking, he said, why don't you have a newsletter or something? So I think that's a great idea. I probably won't get it done until next month. But I think what I'll do is I'll start a newsletter. i got to figure out what the freaking, you know, how to do a newsletter. Never done one. Uh, what the laws are around people's addresses. I think maybe after I listen to Serial and Startup, I'll use MailChimp or MailChimp or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so that's coming. And what I th- and I already had ideas. The Lord, this was another one right after Kana's rap. Or was it before? I, in my head, you know me, I'm full of crazy ideas. So I'm like, okay, we could do some fun stuff with this. Uh, with the uh, So that's another thing. That's another point of order. I also want to. I want to. I also want to give a big shout out to Royfield Brown, who I met at the San Francisco Podcasters Meetup. He goes by Roy too. This guy, he's a uh, podcast. Uh, he, he's a great podcaster. He's got a, a huge podcast out right now called Ten American Presidents" to check out right away. The first episode has Dan Carlin in it, so that's all I got to say about that. You guys know. And this guy, he's a great, great, great guy. He's got another one called How Jamaica Conquered the World, about the history of Jamaica, and especially the cultural history of it, so you should check that out. He's got another podcast called Mid-Atlantic, and then he has one called uh, Dumb T. Dumb, which is about the uh, TV show The Archers over in the U.K., so if you're a big Archers fan, 
Check that one out, Dumpty Dum. And that's Royfield Brown, real, like I said, great guy. And then I got to go run through the, uh, I want to run through the reviews. I want to thank uh, uh, Joe Pearson from the UK, who gave us a nice review uh, when they wake up fretting and mithering. Uh, podcast works for them. One twenty two forty five forty two three six six from the UK. I'm assuming that's a uh, uh, like some sort of droid, but that's always good. Droids get asleep too. They said it works, and and they said their son it worked for their ten year old son who couldn't sleep before the Arsenal Monaco match, which I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm sorry for your son had to watch that game or match, but at least he had a good night's sleep before it. Uh, I want to thank Kana, Bacana, from the UK. He gave us one early February, and uh, he said it's the best thing since blankets and pillows. I think he probably put that in his wrap, too. Thanks, Kana. Lulu, from the UK, said we're having a good, you know, doing a good job. Thank you, Lulu. Uh, Angel D says she loves the podcast, or he, sorry, I don't mean to make an assumption about that. So thank you, Angel. Uh, Valerie from Canada says thank you, and that's all, that's all the reviews I have. So if for some reason you guys are in another country, and I haven't thanked you, don't be afraid of me. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm crazy, but not the uh, fear-based crazy. So just email me so I can thank you. And uh, or if if you guys have emailed, if I haven't thanked you for something. We're gotten back to you. You know, just let me know. I'm, uh, you know, you guys are here. So thank you so much. Let's get on to the show. Good evening, everyone. This is Agatha, your friend, your friendly stepmother. Welcome to another episode of After the Glass Slipper. Welcome to another episode of After the Glass Slipper. A tale of what happened after Cinderella became, well, after the glass slip apart. I was originally her stepmother, the evil, cruel stepmother, and it was a phase I went through as I tried to raise Cinderella and my two daughters that I grew out of, and as they moved out of their home, my home, I learned life lessons. Cinderella became princess, eventually queen. We worked together. We had a few adventures before she was queen. She became queen. She ruled our kingdom with a deft hand, with kindness, with leadership, with with seemingly effortless. Uh, I don't know. I, I I was I'm baffled now looking back at it. I said, "How does she do it?" And then she had to go out of town because uh, uh, the fairy god. It turns out there's a lot of fairy godparents. Not an unlimited number, probably, I don't know, what do we have, 87 or so, maybe more, maybe eight, I don't know. Gonzalo, my sidekick, shepherd boy, he would know more. But this is the tale of After the Glass Slipper. Cinderella's out of town, researching at another kingdom many months away, many months away, researching for a cure for the fairy godparents have fallen ill. I have been tasked with running the kingdom and keeping the fairy godparents safe. And if you've been listening, you may or may not know, or if you're new here, you may or may not know. Uh, I'm trying my best, and my best, it turns out, 
Oh, maybe there was a reason I was a cruel stepmother, because I have tried to work with these people to figure out, oh, it's a, and it, it hasn't gone that great. I've, so what's happened so far? Cinderella left town. Uh, people didn't like me. I didn't really love them. I tried a couple schemes to get people to help me take care of the fairy godparents. They... Uh, they stabilized at some point because I have this lovely shepherd boy working with me, Gonzalo. Very, very good boy. Very intelligent. And he's got the work schedule down. And then I think I started building a pyramid. Some ogres or orgs, uh, some creatures showed up. They were going to invade us. I said, hey, come on in. That actually went pretty good. And then Cinderella, at some point, had sent me a letter saying, just keep up the good work. Don't keep the fairies okay. That's what I want you to focus on. She told the people, listen to me. I think that was before. It did anyway. And then it turns out she didn't trust me. There was another letter with a bunch of secrets. She's coming back with an army. There is no cure for the fairy godparents except to return to the the fairy land, which was sealed off because of monsters or some such thing. So the army was supposed to come back at some point and do that. And then the people turned against me. Clifford, who was another man I was working closely with, stole the letter and the gem, which, oh, I, I don't know what the gem does. Uh, probably Cinderella said didn't, I wasn't supposed to read any of this stuff or know it. And I was hurt. That's about where we left off, give or take some some events, uh, some a lot of my analysis. But if you have any questions, send them by uh, something that flies slower than a crow or a pigeon, probably like a, uh, put them on a turtle's back, write it on the turtle's back, send it towards, I'll get it someday, because I'm a busy woman. Other episodes, the man who's in charge of this thing says, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash glass slipper. Now, so we left off those things. I was at a, the people were accusing me of being a witch. There was a, workers were stopping to show up, but I still had these ogres or, I'll call them ogres. I forgot if they're ogres or orgs. I don't even know if they care, but they were here. They were pretty easy to work with. I hired them to work on the pyramid, and then I said, well, after work, how many of you want to stir some bone broth for our fairy godparents who are ill? They said, will you give us a scone bonus? I said, I will. I pay them 50% butter, 50% uh, gold. And then uh, I said, okay, what's that? And then the people said, oh, this is witch witchery. That's about where we left off, so I, I'm just chatting with you as I prepare Penelope's bone broth. Let's bring it in to her. Come along. Hello, Penelope. Now, if you haven't been here, Penelope just is in a state where she can just take bone broth and I can take her to use the chamber pot. I roll her around, massage her muscles. That's something you're supposed to do. And keep her, keep her well cleaner. I give her a sponge bath. Yes, I do. But she likes to be talked to, I'm, I'm, I, I assume. She may hate it. She may say, oh, God, when's that? So I don't talk too much. So, but I'd like to feel it. So, Penelope, here's your bone broth. I'm here to update you. Now, I don't know. It's been a little while since we've chatted. 
I th- well, over a lot has happened. I think I chatted with you yesterday morning, but there were some ogres outside the doors. I think I was like, I'm going to deal with that. And it turns out ogres love scones, Penelope. You, you and your people love scones and all sorts of sugared baked goods. I think that, again, the butter, but the, the ogres, they work physically hard. I know you people work hard, too. I know you, you know, you, in the past, you work with caring and listening and babysitting and watching and saying, oh, you can talk now, husband. Okay, other husband, you can talk now. Okay, use an eye message. I, I watched you one time. Very nice how you, you help resolve those problems. So, but still, the ogres, where was I? I got confused. So the ogres, they like scones. You like scones. So we have some common ground. Ogres, good at stirring bone broth. Bone broth seems to be one of the things we believe is keeping you stabilized, you and your people, in this silent state you are in. And so I hired the ogres to help stir the bone broth, help build a pyramid, which was supposed to get the people on my side. Maybe that, I, I don't, it's a, it, it's a bit of, I'll be honest with you, Penelope, it's a bit of a distraction it was supposed to be to keep the people involved so that they wouldn't realize they don't like me or that Cinderella is not here. I don't or maybe I was, no... I guess it was a misguided attempt at me. I don't know. I I mucked it up a bit, but I said, well, I recovered with these ogres being good at the bone broth. One other problem. Oh, wait a second. You know, I think, uh, excuse me, there's a satchel down here. It seems to be saying this, Penelope. Hey, lady. Oh, yes. Yes, Mr. Satchel. Do you have something to say? Yeah, yeah, open me up. Oh, the satchel, Penelope, wants me to open him up. Okay, right here? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, look, that letter man is inside. Let me take him out. Oh, what's this in here? It's a, it's an empty handkerchief or something that the gem was wrapped in. I didn't think, would you, do you have a personality? Empty gem, oh, yes, I do. I, hello, so may I am a, I am a rag. Ah, nice to meet you. Marcella the Rag is my name. Wrapping a gem was my former game, and this is my companion, Envelope. Oh, I, I had thought I had met you before, Envelope. I thought you had had an... Hello, yes, I could to see you again. Oh, well, it's so good to see you both. Listen, I have to uh, talk to you. I don't remember if I interviewed you with it. Someone came and stole the letter. Oh, yes, you said, oh, I don't know, as as it... Oh, yeah, someone took uh, stuff out of me and took the gem. Oh, yes, and I, I am the, uh, the rag. And yes, the uh, gem was taken from me. Yeah, okay, I, I, it's confusing me because I almost feel like, you, rag, you should go back in the satchel. You're mixing me up. I was hoping you'd have a more motherly thing and you would take my side with Penelope. But let me just talk to the letter man. Okay, goodbye. They satchel, you can, I'm, okay, great. Okay, letter man, I am a bit worried about the letter and the gem that were inside. Oh, oh, yes, you're worried. Go tell me more. Well, I'm just trying to figure out. So I've been thinking, I've been racking my brain all night, not sleeping, until wonderful Gonzalo came 
and he he does this thing now where he puts his entire chest on my bed and goes, mm, mm, mm. not like that though, not annoying. That sound is annoying. He just makes this. It feels like a bullfrog, a, a legion of bullfrogs that are not slimy and do not touch me, but but bullfrog up my bed. Very nice. Have you ever had that letter? Oh no, that sounds great. Okay, well, maybe I'll put you... Oh, no, that would be strange, have sleeping with a a mail envelope letter. But uh, maybe, maybe I'll let you... I'll put you on my nightstand. Oh, and I'd get the bullfrog thing. Yes, yes. So I slept after that, but I was racking my head. Okay, so these rich guys came. They stole the letter. I had Clifford Steele that I could... In the gym. And they know now Cinderella's returning with an army to save the fairy godparents. So, but they're holding the letter in the gem. We don't know what the gem is. All we know is that it's important because Cinderella said, well, you know, no one but Penelope or uh, Cinderella should open that letter or take the gem and to keep it safe. Uh, now it turns out mistake, my mistake opening the letter, my mistake trusting Clifford. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, may, I I messed up. So, But I was saying, why would they, why do they need that gem? Why do they need, what do they want? I started, I said, well, Agatha, you know, time to take off your queen hat and put on, well, I, I put your hat down, put it back up, pinch it tightest so my face gets tight. Oh, gosh, that is frightening when you do that with your face. It seems like you will age Hundreds of years. Oh, well, thank you, uh, Mr. Letter Package. Uh, but I said, Let's, let me start thinking like these men, like a stepmother would when she... Because I, I was overly worried about my daughters marrying into the royal family. And then, it, it was, you know, Cinderella got in. I was crushed for a time. And I said, well, why don't I just apologize? Cinderella's a one. Well, first marry my daughters off, clearly. I'm not going to have them living with me forever. I had to get them very good matches I got for them. In fact, most of the butter comes from one of my daughter's husbands has a large farming operation, dairies, meats. And then her other husband runs the largest inn at the edge of town. Oh, that's nice. So do you have any other daughters that would like or uh, any single envelopes or single letters that would... uh? would like to date a man ripped open and had his insides torn out and stolen. Oh, that's strange. You're a strange letter man. Uh, so I was saying, what, what, what are these rich guys, the Cliffs and the Dan and the the Granite, uh, granite whatever, Entrepreneur? Hey, I, what do they want? Do they want something? And they know Cinderella's coming. They know she's going to want the gem. So they're looking to make a deal. And I said, well, I said, maybe I should just let it be. Cinderella will have an army. Her, 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 uh, the man from another kingdom. Possible romance situation. So he'll be wanting to stand Cinderella's good side. So he could just behead the, them all and then take the gem. As was my original thought. Well, it's an interesting thought uh, to make these men pay for what they've done. That is a good thing. And that's what I was thinking. And I was like, well, these guys are uh, intelligent men just because they're wealthy. Just because their skin 
has become soft and pliable, and uh, you know they, they, their hands are no longer you know able to to work. They they're not dumb guys, and I said, well. They would think that. They know in the letter she's coming. I think it said something about the other prince or the king. I think he was a king even. And so I said, wow, this is, what, what would, huh. And then I said, well, what would I do if I was one of these cliffs? I would probably be the, 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 the king, the, the boss of them, the stepmother of them. And I said, okay. And I played out of fantasy for a while. After, my, you know, my fantasies of my own vengeance. And I said, well, if this woman was coming, she's the last, she's the last queen. There's no other royals. There was a purge. I don't know if you heard in this kingdom. Oh, oh, no more royal blood. Cinderella technically doesn't, she's, she's the last royal. And she's only a royal by marriage. No more husband. No child. So that makes, I said, well, that would make her one of my targets if I was one of these men. And it turns out what I've learned, uh, what's, uh, I think the other king is also the only, no, no heirs, no family or such, some such thing. I think the, I don't know if this king purge, royal purge was in both kings. So these are both the last royals from their kingdom. And I said, these Cliffords are always wanting some sort of uh, capitalism, democracy, all the, you know, they say, we, what is it? Why should the royals rule when we are the ones that provide the jobs? We are the ones that provide the economy. Such, I don't know, puffery, I call it. But I said, if I'm a pufferer, what, what would I, I said, I'd want the end of both of them. And then I would say, we have a lot of money. The, the, you know, we don't want to keep giving our money to the castle. Why do we have a castle? Why don't we take the castle down, build, you know, you know, invest the, you know, they want, they clearly want to be in charge, let a man. Okay, so what, what is, so, so I, I think they're, they're up to something, some sort of trap. I don't, I don't, I would say they don't have an army that I know of. And I said, well, what are they going to do? And then I thought about the ogres and how they arrived. And I said, I don't think the ogres are uh, chaotic evil well, I think they're like neutral because they seem very concerned with the rules and their, their their code of honor and some such things. But they are very strong. There could be more of them. I I don't know. So I I said, well, would they be? How big of an army is coming with Cinderella? What would the? And then I said, well, if we had if they have the castle, they could defend the city walls for a while. Go into the castle. You know they could have the peep. They would have the people, and so these Cliffords are up to something. Better. What do you think? What well, I think you are a beautiful. You think, in a way, that makes me wish I was not a letter but a man, so that I could say you women are beautiful, intelligent. I don't like it though when your hair is like that in your thinking face. But I do find you uh, ravishing. Well, thank you. I, I, that's some nice puffery. So I guess I'm going to have to deal with this before Cinderella gets here because I can't have her walking into some trap. And then the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, in, 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 uh, the fairy, the fairy godparents are going to get mixed up in this somehow and I can't have them hurt. 
I can't lose them, and poor Penelope, she needs her bone broth. All the fairy godparents, they're just innocent bystanders. And the people, as annoying as they are, they don't need to be caught up in this mess. So, oh, jeez, there's some sort of noise outside, some chanting. Excuse me, letterman, I'm going to put you... Oh, no, I said I'll leave you here near Penelope. She has nice breathing, too. You could listen to her breathe. Don't, you can't move, so don't do anything creepy. You're a bit creepy. But I'll stay here, and then I will take you for bullfrog night. Oh, thank you so, thank you so much. Okay, good, good, good. Take good care of Penelope. And with that, I walked into the kitchen to see. I heard some chanting. It sounded like trouble a little bit, and I went into the kitchen that overlooked the ramparts, and out of the ramparts I saw Gonzalo looking into the town square, so I hurried out into the ramparts. And Gonzalo was out there watching a crowd of people gathered, and they were tearing and burning what looked like giant puppets. I said, what is going on there? And he said, they're burning effigies of you and chanting witch and... and uh, there was a, he was like, you missed a couple of good speeches analyzing what your plans are, whether who will survive. And he said, people are uh, up in arms. And I said, up in arms, does that mean they've taken up arms or their arms are up? And he said, excuse me, I don't know, Agatha. That is an excellent question. I said, he said, I meant it in the sense the arms are up there, saying, oh, they're up in fists. I said, well, no, that wouldn't be good either, he said. He said, the arms are up there, saying, Agatha's a witch. Agatha's no letter. Right? And he said, you know, it's tough to hear from here, but he goes, when they all go quiet and one person's speaking, there was a couple of people, excellent projecting these walls. So he had many good arguments. People seemed to buy it. So you got a, you got a bit of trouble. And I said, well, what is the... And he said, mostly the people hate you. He said, I'll be honest with you, I guess. They said, mean. And then I, then a man took the stage who I didn't recognize until I looked at what he was wearing. I realized he was the former royal fool, uh, the man Cinderella had married to become princess and then queen. Uh, his father and mother had a fool. Again, he said, I was that, and he, said, he started saying terrible, mean things about me. Things like, I have the face of a witch in the breath of a face of a witch in the breath of an ogre. Which ogres don't have bad breath, by the way, but I could see why you would assume so. And I tell you, people, I will not even repeat what was said, but it was like I was being bullied, is the term, by a whole town of people. Taking turns the whole uh, morning on stage, imitating me, mostly making my face, which they said, ah, and then they would pretend they were children and faint or cry. Or they made up historical tales of how my face became so stern. Or they talked about the way oh, she walks like this and then she walks like this. What's a problem? What's up, uh, you know? Just how oh, it was just cruel, 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 cruel. Everything I ever thought about myself badly, they reminded me of something I'd forgotten. I said, you know, because I'm a pretty proud woman. 
And I said, really? They can notice that mole. I just thought, well, that's something on my face. No big deal. But they were, some people were really fixated on this one mole. And they said, you heard of beauty spots? That's an ugly spot. And I said, oh. Well, what really happened is my blood began to boil. I said, these people are not worthy of my saving. And I slammed down something on the ramparts. I said, let's go to the fairy godparents. I need to listen to them rest. And so Gonzalo and I, we went over to the barracks, and there was a couple of ogres leaving. And I said, uh, hello, where are you going? And they said, we got a me-ogre meeting, a big ogre meeting. Well, you know, bone broth stirred. And I said, okay, and so then uh, we went, and there was still a staff of workers, brave, brave people that, as far as I could tell, I was looking, believe me, I was like, if any of those workers were at that rally against me, rally, what do they call it, the rally, rally against witch face or something, I said, oh, so, but in none of them, they they would all been working hard for, we were Paris, Paris, Perilously short-staffed, and Gonzalo checked everything. He double, he said, hey, let me double-check the supplies. And I said, I checked, I listened to the fairy godparents sleep. I touched foreheads. I followed, I said, well, what do you guys need some help? Uh, bed saw rolls, so we, I helped a couple of the people move. One person to the right side, next person to the left Next person, even Gonzalo, says, well, you should not even wear down these beds. Move them head to toe. And uh, other people we take out of their beds, flip the mattress over, turn it around. Gonzalo, he's a beast to get all the logistics. And then in comes running to the bunker. My thief, the man who sold my kingdom for a pin, Clifford. And he comes running on him, running in. He says, Agatha, Agatha, Agatha. And I said, well, hello, Clifford. I go, oh, I, I just noticed that pin on you. Is that a neophyte pin from the cliffs? He said, of course. Oh, yes, it is. Of course, we already discussed it. I said, uh, I said, I know, Clifford. I was being uh, patronizing. And he said, there's a horrible plan against you, Agatha. And I said, oh, really, Clifford? Tell me all about it. This is news to me. It does have to do with the people rising against me. He says, well, that's only one part of it. The cliffs, they want to take you out. And I said, oh, really? They want to usurp my power? And he said, they He said they do, they do. They're planning on uniting with the ogres, bringing more ogres in, forming an ogre army, and throwing you out of the castle and waiting for Cinderella, you say they said I don't need to know what happens when Cinderella gets. I said, "Oh, thank you, Clifford. Uh, are you sure you don't know what happened?" He said, "I'm afraid of what will happen when Cinderella gets here." I said, "Really, Clifford? Tell me more." He said, "You don't really seem too upset." I said, "Go on, go on." And he said, "Well, they, they, I think they're going to get Cinderella, trap her, or do something." And, and hold, he goes, I think they're going to hold the fairy godparents hostage. They'll hold the castle. And then they'll make Cinderella. And I said, oh, well, wait a second. They're not going to take Cinderella out? He said, I don't know. He said, no, no, no. They're afraid of the uh, soldiers. They said they might not have enough org, org power. The orgs are more for show. They want to, they, they're going to hold the uh, fairy godparents hostage. And when Cinderella gets here... 
you know, they, they want a peaceable exchange of power or something. I don't know. And I said, really, Clifford, is there any way for me to stop them? And he said, well, you, he goes, you should probably get that gem for, for they know Cinderella needs it. They don't know what it's for. And but they, they said, well, she must have needed to save the fair. It must be the thing to start the well. Or, you know, to make things work, to re, re, reinvigorate the fairy magic once they get to fairyland. And I said, oh, so the, so they have the gem in the letter, and they're going to, you know, bring, trap Cinderella. I don't understand. And he said, well, is it? And I said, so what do you think? Should I go to there? Where, where, where is all this happening? And he said, Dan's house, the meeting with the ogres now. I said, maybe I should just go there, huh, Clifford, walk up there. I should probably keep the soldiers here to keep the fairy godparents safe, but just go by myself or with a couple of soldiers. And maybe the soldiers that are the most greedy, they could be the easily paid off. And just go up to Dan's and say, hey, what's going on? One more. Well, I just wanted to see if you were just going to give it to me, or I could just yell at you, or have these soldiers. Oh, wait, my soldiers are gone. Is that what you—do you think I should do something like that, Clifford? And he was silent. And he said, I, well, yeah, well, well, yeah, shouldn't you just try to get the gem from them? And I said, Clifford, I'm, I told you I'm no fool. What, what do you—what what comes after Neophyte? And he said, Thought Leader Junior. And I said, Thought Leader Junior. And do you get a new pin for you? Oh, you do. You get a pin with a rock around, you know, a pin around a rock. I said, oh, really, a pin with a rock in it? Wow, Clifford. So you're going, and then what What will the cliffs do once they have me? Just keep me as another bargaining piece with Cinderella. And he said, oh, no, no, they're going to throw you out of the castle, throw you out of the town, lock you out before the people will then be fully behind the cliffs. And they will understand the need of the ogres to keep you at bay, for they know you're a wild woman. And then, you know, they'll just go into the castle and take over. The cliffs will live there. They'll be—they know they can— And I said, okay, so they're waiting at Dan's house for me to come, just basically— I'm so—why didn't you—why wouldn't you have told me of slightly— why, what did they tell you to tell this story? And they said, yeah, Cliff, get her over here. Get her back here. And I said, and then you'll be Minta, Minta Junior, or whatever the hell it is, Clifford. And he said, it's a really nice pin. And I said, Clifford, okay. So you still, you still want to be, so when these guys take over, Cinderella's gone, I'm gone. Fairy godparents, who knows what happened? The fairy godparents, Clifford, that you've been spending time with, who, who will speak for them when I'm gone, when Cinderella's gone? And the cliffs take over. You said Gonzalo, probably. I assume they'll leave Gonzalo in charge. Really, Gonzalo, that's undying loyalty to me. And then Gonzalo showed up, and I said, Right, Gonzalo. He said, Of course, my queen. And I said, See, they won't leave him. He'll be outside the castle gates with me. And then what will become of the fairy godparents? He said, Well, the cliffs will have to keep him safe to keep Cinderella, you know, at bay. And I said, so you're going to be in charge of that, so you'll be a, a fairy god? And he said, I think they are going to put me. They said, we have a very special expectation of you, Clifford. Big things we're expecting in this new economy. 
We, we need you to reinvent yourself as a caretaker of dreams. And I said, do you get a, a dream taker, dream, dream taker pin or dream caretaker pin or something? He said, I do, I do, I think I do. And I said, Clifford, if I had pins and I could tell you, oh boy. Anyway, Clifford, let's go fall into this trap. Gonzalo, what do you think about this trap? Were you thinking the same thing I was last night? And he said, what was that? So we had a little chat, Gonzalo and I, right in front of Clifford. And I said, this poor man, in my head, I didn't say that in front of Clifford. That would just be mean. He just, uh, I said, well, this poor guy, he thinks these guys are his friends. He thinks that his leaders, and he wants to be like them. He just doesn't. I said, well, you know, I want to be mad, but it's like being mad at a, I don't know. I don't have, so we went up the hill, very fancy neighborhood. And actually, there's a guy, Dan, he is the third nicest house in town, not the first or the second, even though I believe he is the richest. We go to his house, and we go in, and of course, it's, you know, it's one of those situations you see, you've heard about in the tales, where it's like, hello, is anyone here? And then you hear sound drawing you deeper in, chattering, and they say, hello, and then you go deeper in, and you see there was a whole buffet waiting, lots of scones, butter. I said, oh, but I went out into the garden. I said, very interesting. And then I walk into a room, a library, large, large room, mahogany's woods of some sorts, and there's a, the ogres in there, the interpreters in there, the cliffs are in there, many plumage pins, pens, their writing instrument thing, and they're writing and signing, and I say, oh, hello. Oh, what did I walk into here? Uh, you seem to be striking up some agreement. And Dan and the granite man, he chuckled to himself. He said, she, 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 she's on to us. <laughs> she has, we're caught. And Dan said, well, Agatha, welcome. Uh, welcome. Have a seat. We were just signing a little... Uh, agreement here and I said I, I, I'm aware you know Clifford kind of filled me in vaguely but I had already had a pretty good idea of what you were up to boys pretty smooth operators aren't you hello Kazok hello Flockstack Porchan Gotoshan you're looking extra you guys really your green lightens up as soon as you're out of the sun there's not a lot of light in this library, but that's fine. You, you, what, what are you guys doing? And they've called light all of them. And I said, it looks like there's some butter and scones up there. Different currents. Are those currents and those scones, Dan? He said, only the finest currents from the land of currency or something. I said, I, well, well. And I said, well, what are you guys writing up here? Mind if I have a little peeky-poo? And they said, we don't mind if we you do. And I said, ah, Frotschblock. The uh, interpreter, you know, you guys know Gonzalo, Cliff here. He's got a new pin, I noticed. Uh, no more neophyte pin. And then the uh, granite man said, well, technically, he's still, he's still, he still has his neophyte pin. We have his granite pin here. His uh, thought leader junior pin here. And I said, yeah, no, no shit, dumbass. Anyway, Dan, so you guys are signing, uh, what, what, what are we guys signing there? Little, uh, ogres, ogres? 
And the ogre interpreter said, well, so we've worked out of a thing. You know, remember, we don't, we, we would do vengeance for the uh, false start with the pyramid and the subcontractor had brought us here. So start the pyramid and it stopped and then we started and they've offered us a, a deal for uh, a very generous offer uh, to sign to work with these men. And I said to take over the castle and then reinforce the castle as uh, soldiers more or less. And they said, yes, yes, yes. Uh, that guy said, I said, oh, and all the ogres said, what, what? And I said, Toshenpolka, my Tofan. Is that Tofan? Is that right? Was it Topan? Topan? And they said, Fushin. And they started talking. I did not, I, I only knew enough, Olga. Uh, Gonzalo had taught me some phrases. And the phrase roughly translates as far as I can understand a broken contract. Cries like a scone dropped in salt water, and then peed on by a horse. I think that's what it means, and I I think it has to do with a sense of loyalty for work. These are very proud creatures. Uh, and so they, I think, I was, I, and I said, and they said, what do you mean? And they said, what does this mean? I said, well, we already have a contract, boys. It's not completed. And you haven't even taken full payment, but you've taken partial payment, which entitles me as bearer of the kind, and I said, well, I went on, and I was terribly mundane. I said, you know, we for first beginning, as I said, oh, we'll shift, re, re, renegotiate contract at movement of 30 blocks to the pyramid, pyramid zone B, which, and then we also have subcontract C, stirring the bone broth, shifts A, B, and Z, cutie and I said, boy, and I said, well, when Frank Fuan here, he signed a third contract to massage calf muscles of fairy godparents. And they said, crack one. And I said, for uh, what? Brown butter that we fry up. He said, hey, he likes to eat it. Uh, he, we fry it, turn it brown, let it re, uh, you know, coagulate, and then we feed it to him. And then they said, well, well. and they said, and there was talk of double deals and triple deals and breaking contracts, and then this, uh, Dan said, well, you already signed this contract too. And they had just finished signing it, uh, all the ogres. And I said, well, how could you possibly do, do, do two, three, or four contracts? Well, these are overlapping times. You're already hired to do the work during this time. There's only 24 hours in a day. You don't have the time to complete all your contracts. What, what are you boys going to do? You'd have to just honor the first contract you signed, I suppose. And then the ogres, they said, What's that? Back and forth in that guttural tongue. Like the didgeridoo, as I said, Many things like that. I said, "Oh, I'm, I'm getting." It was, it was a warm day too. I said, "I'm getting sleepy with this didgeridoo sound of that tubular instrument." And then they said, and then Dan said, "Well, you, we, we've paid you. We, you broke her contract. You're on." And I said, uh, "And then they says that." And I said, and then uh, Gonzalo started poking me. 
And I said, what is it, Gonzalo? He said, this is not good. And I said, it's going fine. We're going to win. We have first contract. It usurps all. How could they break our contract if they must honor it? And he said, they're going to break all the contracts. And I said, what? Then fine, they'll leave. We have some soldiers. Even if the soldiers were were brought along, you know, we'll be fine. Don't worry, I have archers outside, Gonzalo. And he said, not enough. And then the translator said, we have made our decision. And Gonzalo said, come on, come on. And I said, uh, I said, uh, Gonzalo, do what you need, do what needs to be done. And he said, okay. And he ran off, and uh, I don't know where he went. And he dragged Clifford along with him. And I said, okay, what is the decision? And Dan said, we expect was And they were getting very agitated because they're rich guys that are used to being pushed around. And the, the, uh, the, the translator for the ogre said, we have decided to uh, end all contracts. And I said, that's not... And the Dan said, no, absolutely not. We have you... You know, we had you double sign... And you licked the, the tips of the pens, which is double honor. You said double secret honor. And they said, yes, so we, we, but we also signed that we can in good faith honor both contracts. We can in good faith break one contract and honor the other. So we've reached a decision, but we cannot. The work must be completed in some sense, at least in some semblance, and payment must be taken. But also all these double breaks... Plus the previous breaking of the contract by uh, one of you guys' subcontractors leaves us in a very tough position. So as a group, we've decided our honor will be best preserved if we just uh, destroy all contracts and the keepers of the contracts, witnesses to the contracts, and any related parties. And I said, I'm sorry, in the dance, they didn't get it. I got it pretty quick because, I, you know, I'm on the ball, people. And I said, oh, dear. And I said, you're going to terminate the contracts literally and figuratively in with, uh, you know, some sort of grievance like, uh, with undue aggression. And they said, fully, fully fairness due aggression or something. I said, well, that's not a legal term, boys, but anyway. I was my second husband was a uh, a barrister. And they said, oh, and I said, quack, quack, rock, roll. And I said, you're going to do this to me. And they said, yes. And in the dance, they slowly started to get it. And, and a couple of them started to shake and cry. But uh, actually, Dan, the leader of them, he said, I don't understand. And I said, Dan, they're going to wipe us out, all of us. Nice job, you and your team here. And then I noticed I was trying to make a point to really lay it into him that the guys blew it, that the ogres were going to take all of us out, every every person in town, basically, because we had all witnessed these contracts. I don't know, you know, contract-like stuff. But the ogre's solution was to terminate the contracts and the people related to the contracts, which seems fair in an ogre mindset. You know, and then they just go, they do the work, I don't understand. I, I don't think they knew about the work that goes into making the butter, but I think they probably would be able to figure that out too. They, these ogres are not dumb creatures. They're just over-relying on contracts and then getting out of them. 
But so I say, nice job, Dan. And they were frozen. He said, what do you mean? I said, they're going to destroy it. It's it. All of us gone. I don't, Cinderella can't get here fast enough. And I said, nice job stealing the letter and the gem. I go, you might as well just give the ogres the gem. Could, could you guys hold on to a letter? And you mind if I write something on the back in a gem? Dan, you might as well. It's it. We're done. He said, well, can't we make another deal with her? And the oldest said, boy, go on. And I said, yes. And, and, but Dan, he he pushed the gem in the letter to me, Cinderella's thing. And then I grabbed, I saw the corner of my Clifford's pin. He must have taken it off in shame, I would hope. And left it on Dan's desk. And I took that and I, I poked flop I believe it was, in in one of his, uh, one of these giant warts on his nose. And then I grabbed the letter I grabbed the gem. The windows started to shatter from the arches that Gonzalo had, and I ran like the blazes. And I ran out, and as I walked, ran out of Dan's house, the bells were ringing, the emergency bells. That mean retreat to the castle. We are under attack. And this is a drill. You know, we don't talk about it very much, but every child... You know, you need to be prepared for this. So everyone has an automatic muscle memory response to hearing these bells. They're rung in a certain way. I can't do it. Uh, I, I, I don't do bell imitations. But everyone had to retreat to the castle. And everyone in town drop everything and get into the castle, the royal castle. Now, the uh, ogres, they were stunned. I don't think any of them were hit by arrows, as I said, but it, and I, I left a couple. I left a couple of the cliffs behind. I'll be honest with you, but some of the most of the cliffs workers reacted. The cliffs they were still in shock, I think. But I was out of there, making sure. I even the people I said, "Run, run to the castle," and everyone. Cinderella, I think, had brought on this program it was a emergency protocol. I believe she called it, and I would tell you, I wish she was there to see it for every. Citizen of the town ran to the castle as fast as their legs would carry him, but making sure, she said, no one left behind. So everyone's running. The few soldiers I have are keeping Dan's house, you know, shooting arrows when the ogres would poke their heads out. Now, we couldn't keep them there forever. They were still ogres. This was just a small signing party or something. So it was the ogres outside the uh, city gate. So, oh, no, they were in the town square, maybe. But they were confused. So all the townspeople raced to the castle. I raced to the castle. Gonzalo raced. No, I didn't see Clifford in the whole thing. We closed the gates. The soldiers are there. We have one gate for stragglers. It's a, it's a what do they call that, a sally port, a wester port. I don't know, but we we get everybody in. And this is a castle, people, so it's defendable. I don't care if we had 60, 80 ogres out there. They're not getting in. Now, they could probably eventually get in. Well, for the, for the moment, for the time being, we were all safe. Everyone was a little scared. I said, hello, people. I gave a speech. I'll spare you from it. But I said, I know you don't like me, but now you're safe in my castle, my rules, Anyone doesn't like you can leave, or you could go on the assumption I'm going to keep you safe here. We have supplies. We have walls. We have some soldiers. We have weapons. We're going to have to train you because we're going to have to keep these ogres at bay. We don't know how long. No need to point the finger. 
you know, why these ogres lost their minds. It's not my fault, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, maybe we could discuss that another time. But you're safe. Your families are safe here. You know, let's go through the emergency check-in buddy system protocol we have. And we did that, and we checked everyone in. And we were ready, you know, for whatever it was. And but then I said, and I said, we got water, we have food, and all that. And I, I said, I thought to myself, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Cinderella's coming with an army. We'll keep, you know, down in the gates. You know, we can throw rocks. We'll keep the gates closed. Even a battering ram with 60, 80 ogres. You know, it's not like the movies. We could throw stuff at them. Boiling oil, boiling bone broth. But then Gonzalo, he pulled at my skirt. He said, yes, I that we are safe right now. But he, he, and he said, we have the supplies for all the townspeople, but not all the townspeople and the fairy godparents. And I said, oh, dear. And I said, well, that, that problem will be here tomorrow, right, Gonzalo? He said, absolutely. I said, well, let's all get some rest. Let's make sure everything's calm here. And we will figure out what to do about this tomorrow. How's that sound? And he said, well, sounds fair enough. And I said, thank you, my lovely, brave shepherd boy. Very quick thinking, by the way. And it's a good thing I have such an evil, crafty mind. And that, my friends, was the end of our day. Uh, a little bit unexpected. Uh, actually, I expected most of it, except for that part with the ogres. I did not think... Trouble, I don't think like an ogre, I guess. I didn't say, I said, well, they'll probably just follow the first contract. I didn't, or complain, I'd have to pay them more butter money. But I didn't think that that would happen. I didn't know if all the cliffs, because I didn't pay attention to the chicken. But that's what we will leave off for tonight. I'm going to check on my sweet Penelope. And then I will take my friend, my new friend, the envelope man, and my buddy Gonzalo will bullfrog me to sleep with his little bullfrog. Well, maybe I will have him play a little didgeridoo. He does an imitation of a didgeridoo. But that is all for tonight. Good night, my friends.